Welcome to Seeing Double Podcast. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. How's your week been, Stephanie? It's been a week. We're not we're not gonna go into it. Oh my goodness. Not well, another one of those. It was very stressful. Mostly because of well, a big chunk of it was because of endgame ticket sales, <laughs> which was very stressful. My friend Matt uh messaged me this morning. He said he got an email from Fandango telling him that the end game t- t- tickets were going on sale uh-huh. and you know get them now before you miss it and he was so happy it happened at like 1 30 in yeah, the afternoon i got that too and i was I like went, cool i said well fortunately it didn't matter because amc was down most of the morning yeah anyway. so i was i woke up at like 6 a.m just out of anxiety and mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for getting the tickets and i like open my computer and i'm sitting up and like waiting and just refreshing the page over and over again because like all of a sudden, like Nick and Jess got their tickets, it, like before seven even hit. Right. And then I saw it was refreshing, and then it like went live on the page for Chicago. But then the seven and the six o'clock times that I wanted were sold out like the moment they were available. So I think some scalpers like bought them all out, or some bot or something did. You can't buy more than eight with, Several. through AMC. No, you can get like thirty. Yeah, but with AMC, if you want to do that, you have to call them. Yeah. Well, either way, those times were all sold out and like before you could even click on them. Wow. So anyway, it was like a fucking nightmare and I had to go. Fandango was like broken already. And so I went to AMC and I got first I got my tickets and then I was like trying to get see if I could find an earlier show. I was like, I just at least want something secured for Thursday night. Right. So we got 1045 and then I was like, oh, it's so fucking late. So yeah, then, yeah, that means you're there till like one thirty yeah. in the morning. Yeah, because you got to factor in like 30 minutes of commercials. Hey, they're called trailers. <laughs> well, commercials and then trailers. They're called trailers. There's commercials first. The and commercials then trailers. happen while you're waiting for the trailers to I start. Suppose. That, that's the pre-entertainment, pre-entertainment. Yeah. But then like while I'm doing this, then they release another trailer and I'm like, oh my God, you guys, I can't handle this. <laughs> It's like, it's too much. And that one was just like filled with Tony. And it was just like, uh, uh, I can't even. I sat on my phone (laughs) trying to get tickets for an hour and I'm like, I'm giving up guys. And then, um, my friend said, AMC's crashed like four times now. Yeah. He's like, and so he's like, we need everybody on deck. Go to Fandango. It's going to be better. And I'm like, Fandango was not better. I'm not going to Fandango. So I, uh. I did log into Fan or bring up Fandango and say I wanted to buy tickets, mm-hmm. and of course Put it you in said a queue. it was on hold. The yeah. queue was on hold while they were working with AMC to fix the problem. Right. And the problem being that the AMC servers <laughs> was were dying. done. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, once I saw it started the queue again, I just kept refreshing the AMC mm. web page, and then yeah, I bought my four tickets like legit when the server was crashing again. Right. And I got my email for my tickets, and it had three out of the four with one in the middle missing, uh-huh. which was not cool. So I called the theater, and the seat that I had purchased was not sold. And so the lady, the manager there, put a block on the seat mm. so I could get it after my credit card goes through, and they confirm that I got charged for all four, or I didn't get charged for all four. And here, let's see. It hadn't. It was still pending this morning. Yeah. And I want to see now if uh, if it's gone through. What's your bank account number, Brad? Let's tell us everything. I'm looking at my credit card. Your credit card number. Tell us everything. I don't know. It's not up yet. (laughs) And the app only gives me the last four anyway, so it doesn't (laughs) help. (laughs) Hacker man. It's broken. It won't tell me. Anyway. So yeah, so for me, it was laughing because legit, we didn't get tickets till like one something. Right, it was crazy. So we got tickets. So we had. So we got additional tickets for six thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. Thursday night. Um, and I'm gonna go do an experimental test of another movie at ArcLight. If you want to come with me. Ooh, ooh! It went through, and they charged me for four tickets. Nice. So let's see. 
what the AMC app says. Um, so then we have 6.30 and then we rush to the other theater at 10.45 if we really want to and see it twice in a row. What? If we really want to. You're going to do that? We might. It depends on how much it hurts us. <laughs> you, have to, you have to cancel your I know, like an hour, other an hour in advance. So I'll like be halfway through the movie like, no, I can't do it again. <laughs> I can't do this again. <laughs> that's, that's six hours and four minutes of pain, Stephanie. Yeah, before, before trailers. Yeah. And, uh, and then we got tickets for Saturday also. Really? Yep. Well, Stacy did. It says four adult tickets, but then and if I go to add this to my wallet, yeah, it, it tells me three adult tickets. <laughs> so I guess tomorrow I'll be stopping at the theater and showing them my charge, and they will just give me the ticket that is missing. So yeah, weird things. It was a clusterfuck, to be quite honest, so... But I'm glad that everyone that I care about got their tickets. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Sorry, well, yeah. suckers. It's funny didn't. that the the end game broke <laughs> ticket sales everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So this, I'm I'm anticipating this will be the most profitable Marvel movie, mm, probably of uh, uh, any opening ever. Uh, yeah. And it will probably be because it's capped. Like, <laughs> there's no more seats in any theater ever in the world <laughs> on opening weekend. Yeah, so that was stressful, but and lots of other stuff, real personal life stuff, work stuff was going on. So, which one, personal life stuff or work stuff? Work stuff or personal it, life work stuff. But it it affects my life in general. So. Oh, you told me about. This. I told you, yeah, yeah, and it happened on the same day as Endgame, so I exploded. <laughs> I literally just. You look pretty good for somebody that's been exploded. I know. I just stitched myself back together like fucking. Very nice. I don't even see a single face. scar mark. Night Fair Before Christmas. Yeah. It's good. Good, good Sally, job. Sally. That's her name. Good job. Thanks. Do you want to tell, tell, tell everyone the mean prank you just pulled on me? <laughs> Should I? <laughs> Do you want to keep your wholesome so, there's no, <laughs> reputation? There's no, there's no. Everybody knows I'm not wholesome. So Stephanie <laughs> texts me to remind me that we're recording tonight because I had wasn't here yet. It was like seven thirty, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, it's getting a little late." And you and hadn't I left was... work yet because I stalk you sometimes. <laughs> oh, so you did stalk me? <laughs> yeah, I saw that you were still at work, and I was like, "Why haven't you left yet?" <laughs> so, in response, I'm gonna just pull it up. Yeah. Stephanie sent the following. <laughs> yeah, share with the. You the know, crowd. we record tonight. Where are you at, lol? And I'm assuming that's because you had stalked me and you knew already. That's what the law was for. Mm-hmm. So my response to her was, are you able to identify this man? We found him shot outside this business in Elk Grove Village. Seems to have been a theft. Do you know if he had a car? This is Officer <laughs> Ben Dover of the Elk Grove Village Police Department. <laughs> and then, <laughs> this is radio silence for the <laughs> longest time. <laughs> And then all of a sudden my phone rings and I tried so hard, <laughs> but I could not laugh when I answered the phone with a, hello, this is Officer Bendover. <laughs> I changed my voice. I'm like, uh, hello, this is Officer Bendover. Well, yeah. So you said that because they came in very slowly one after the other. And I was just like, this is Brad. This isn't, this isn't a good joke. Brad, come on. And then like. It kept going, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and I didn't get the, like, bend over thing because I didn't read it out loud. I was just, like, having a panic instead. <laughs> and I just stared at it waiting for you to go, JK, and then you didn't. So I had to call you <laughs> and make sure that you weren't shot <laughs> and that your car hadn't been stolen. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that I'm very gullible. <laughs> but it was not funny. Yeah, that's what you said. When I started to laugh, you go, You are not funny, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It was too good. Uh-huh. If, if only my coworker Vince was there, I would have handed my phone off and said, no, Have a field day. I would have literally cried. <laughs> I'm too fragile this week. <laughs> you can't play with my emotional state like this. <laughs> uh, uh. 
So that was my fun for today. Good. I'm so glad you had fun at my expense. That was a great way to relieve work stress, I must admit. <laughs> Suki Empathy. disagrees. Suki, yes. Suki is very highly talkative about this situation. <laughs> she thought she thought I was gone. She gave me extra love because yeah, she must she have thought, felt, felt. She felt my anxiety about you. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was sitting next to me when it, when it happened. <laughs> when the like, nothing oh, no. happened. Oh no, the nothing. The nothing's been here? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Betray <laughs> <laughs> <I> you! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Orphan Black. If we must. We must. Funny thing, previously on Orphan Black. Helena <laughs> gets shot. <laughs> everything was pain. <laughs> everything was pain, just like this week. Well, you know, at least Thanos wasn't there. It's true. So, okay, let me collect myself here. Please do. So, as we saw previously on Orphan Black. Thanks, Giles. uh, Sarah was supposed to make a deal with Rachel, and she set up yours instead. And then when she returned home, she discovered that everyone was gone and her house was ransacked. Mrs. S.'s house. And so she immediately jumped to the conclusion that Rachel has kidnapped her family. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. She didn't do what Rachel wanted. Rachel's powerful. Taking her family. Yep. So when we rejoin our heroine, she is running a lot, but not as much <laughs> as the island. <laughs> the island. <laughs> Very good. Very good. You got me. That was good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) She was running a lot. She ran for maybe one minute. She's very good at running and fixing her hoodie. Yeah, it's hard to keep it up, especially when it was raining and everything. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she's trying to run, find Kira, get away from whoever took her all at the same time. She calls Felix, but it goes straight to voicemail. She tells him they took Kira and Mrs. S. Right. Yep. She runs I, was, in, I was agreeing with you. Oh, right. Right. She goes into a diner um just to like get out of the rain and the get very a, get a kofifi. A kofifi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, thank you for that very timely joke. <laughs> <laughs> what? You saying you saying it might be dated? <laughs> uh the diner offer the diner owner offers her some coffee, but she wants some tea because she's British. Did she say tea? She said, I'll take some tea. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Um, then she, she sits at her booth. Tries to call a couple peeps. Allison and then Kasima, but the numbers are disconnected. <gasps> oh, my God. What the hell's going on? Sorry. What the shite is going on? Do they explain this? They don't even explain this in this episode. They never they? talk about the phone thing. Yeah, they never talk about it. I was it. thinking about it later in a scene Me when too. I saw Allison put down her phone, and I'm like, why does she have the phone if it's off? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Then she tries to call Paul, but right. it goes to voicemail. Yep. The diner guy gives her some tea, or he gives her the tea, and she tries to pay for it, and he says it's on the house, because he can probably tell that she's looking a little rough. Right. She's all bloody and scratched she's got, up. You know, and a little... Cut on the lip from fighting Helena, getting jacked in the face. Yeah, um, she examines that Project Lita photo that uh, her birth mom gave her with mm-hmm. the scientists on the front and the redacted names. The redacted names, we know the names. Isn't that fun that we hold these secrets and we can't tell them? I know. If only we could tell you that the names were Jack and Jill. And they went up a hill to make some clones. Yep. <laughs> she, okay, Paul finally calls her. Can but I stop it's... you for one minute? Yeah. So last night at the gym, I had to watch the karaoke carpool again of uh-huh. Maisie Williams, right? And the other one. Sophie Turner. Thank you very Sorry, much. Sorry, I was drinking water. And I, we, I had, it just, because it tickles me so much, I had to watch, you know, the bit where they do the stark voice with, with normal or lines from other movies and the or songs and you mm-hmm. know they did the the one from Lion King but the my favorite one is 
the you know the baby got back one you know yes becky yes brad (laughs) so my friend matt told me he goes you got did you see Maisie williams on the tonight show with um it is the tonight show right there's like fifty thousand tonight shows but they're all different. Just say the name of the person. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. It's the Tonight Show, right? Yeah. So she was on the show, and they were talking about Game of Thrones, obviously, because Game of Thrones was coming up. Yes. And this was the episode on April <laughs> Fools, apparently. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And he was asking, you know, her questions about her things, like the story arc, her favorite scenes, and all this stuff. And she was like talking about how, like. When she, when when uh, Arya throws away her her wardrobe that she had been wearing for the past four years, it was like a point in her life where she had grown and all this stuff. And she was, you know, different things that she remembered from each season. Then he went and said, "Can you give us any sort of little hint to what we can expect in the next season?" Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Well, HBO, you know, I don't say anything because." You know, HBO would keep pretty tight lit about it. We get the memos and not to, you know, you can't say anything. And she goes, I don't want to lose my job, obviously, or, or be in trouble. Her job's over. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, she's still promoting. Yes, She doesn't want to ruffalo it. Anyway. <laughs> ruffalo, sorry. Ruffalo. <clears throat> so anyway, he says nothing at all. She, she's like, like maybe how it felt to do stuff and she's like well you know she goes we got the scripts we were doing stuff and and she's like I was really excited and she goes and obviously I was bummed when I found out Arya dies in episode two and then she's like and she covers her mouth and she looks out at the audience and she's like and he's like but that that's like that's like a huge spoiler and she's like this is recorded right and he's like yeah she's like can we can we take it out? He's like, yeah, we we can delete it. He's like, don't worry about it. He goes, we'll take it out. Nobody will know. And she's like, but they'll tweet about it. And he goes, no, no, audience, don't tweet. It'll be cool. He goes, we can take it out. Don't worry. He goes, how about we we do that? We'll take it from the applause and I'll do the question again. And she's like, okay, okay. And then he goes and says, okay, every applause. And everybody starts applauding again. And he goes, so season nine, right? So it's coming out. No clue. Yeah. And he's like, uh, is there any, like anything you can tell us about, you know, the filming or whatever? And then she is just, she just gets up and runs off the stage. And he's like, um, that's it. Uh, I don't, I don't know what's, is everything okay? And he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. So he gets up and the camera follows him and he goes over to where you know the guests come in and he mm-hmm. pushes back the curtains and he's like is, is everything is is everything is everything okay and then you know he reaches in there and then she pops out and they both scream april fools <laughs> <laughs> he's like we got you so good and i'm like wow <laughs> like i thought that she accidentally gave away yeah. so, like she nailed that acting scene right there well she is a good actress all right, we can go back into the show now. Alrighty. I just wanted to share that one because it was on the top of my head. Uh-huh. Uh, so, Paul... So, if you haven't seen it, you should check it out on YouTube. Okay, it's well... It's really good. Jimmy Fallon giving Mark Ruffalo a lie detector test was also really good. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch that one now. Yeah, it was very cute. So, Paul calls Sarah, but it's actually Rachel who is using his phone. Right. Um, Rachel says to surrender herself to reunite with Kira and Mrs. S. And Sarah is mid-threat when Rachel just hangs up on her. (laughs) (laughs) That is so rude. I know, right? Come on. Dirty punk hanging up on Rachel. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying these things for Stacey's benefit. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually talking to... Stacey? Sarah. Oh. That's what's wrong with you. Yeah. That's what I know what you meant. I got it. Yeah, not Stacy. Don't want to. Don't want to open that <laughs> Pandora's box. She'll yell at you about so many things. Probably. She'll beat me up. <laughs> I'll actually get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys dressed like uh, religious cowboys <laughs> come into the diner. 
What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> one of them takes a seat at the booth across from Sarah, and another one kind of leans in and says, this is the one, or maybe he says, I can't. one of them says it, whatever. Uh, she goes for her gun, and the other guy, I know, I just know what his name is, and I just wish I could say it, but we don't know his name yet, so I'm not going to say it. Other guy's fine. Okay. She goes for her gun, but the other guy takes it from her and said, and then the one standing across from her says, we've come to take you to Kira. That's what he <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> we've come to take you to Kira. He says Kira. So weird. <laughs> we've come. We, why, 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 we've come to take you to Kira. I, <laughs> Religious I do, cowboys. I, 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 I do say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she, that intrigues her. Mm-hmm. However, the diner guy gets a shotgun out, the As diner owner, yep. and he's like, leave her alone. I guess he, I think he says, how about she goes on her way by herself? Yeah. So. Nice older gentleman. But yeah, other guy takes the gun from Sarah and shoots him right in the head. No, other guy Used his gun. Or whatever. He had a gun in his hand. Yeah, I think it, it was, was silver plated. No, Sarah's oh, okay. was a regular old. Gotcha. It was the one. It was just a Glock. Okay. Black. And his was all pretty. A Glock. A Glock. A Glock. A Glock. A Glock. Glock. And, you know, and he had the nice. This is true. He had his religious nice, cowboy gun. Yeah, exactly. You know, chromed. His Red Dead Redemption gun. Mm-hmm. And then, but because the guy's finger was basically already on the trigger. As a reflex, he shot that cowboy in the chest with a shotgun. Yep. It's going to be a bad day for him. So he's probably going to be in pain a little bit. (laughs) So Sarah runs. Shouldn't have had that spicy As she does. Right. She runs through the diner and the other guy's chasing her and she finds herself in a bathroom. She's searching everywhere for an escape. And because she is very resourceful, she finds a trickle of water going or a trail of like old water deposit or whatever moisture going down the wall it was raining outside it was um and kicks and she like pushes on it and she can tell that it's weak Mm -hmm. so she gets a big fire extinguisher and knocks a hole through the wall and then she kicks it open the rest of the way and then she starts to crawl through just as the guy comes into the bathroom as other guy yeah tries to pull her out and then she kicks him in the face, oh, well, just kicks him off and keeps running. Can I just say, while other guy was trying to knock down the door, he looked so inconvenienced by it. <laughs> yeah, he was like, Ugh, so God, annoying. God, God, knock down this door. Oh, man. <laughs> so, just some of those looks. It's true. <laughs> I'm like, like, like other guy's played by Ari Millen. Other and guy, if you know you, who we're talking about, then you know who it is. You're being put out. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's like, just annoyed. Why, why do I have to? Why? Why is this? Why? Why do they always run? That's that's like, probably what was going through his yeah. mind. So Sarah finds herself at a club, and I was trying to figure out what club this was. I there was a moment where I thought maybe it was Neolution, but I think it's just a regular club. Because like, why would Felix be there? Yeah, I think it's just a gay just club. A gay club. Yeah. yeah okay. Because for a moment I was like, oh, maybe because there's a lot of you know people with interesting outfits and mm-hmm. piercings and whatnot. But I think it's Including- just a gay club. Including Felix, including Felix, yes, who she finds in a pile of boys. Yep, yep. <laughs> the center, the center of a pile of boys. Of course. Um, and he's got some assless chaps on. Yep. Leather chaps. Yes. This is the second time we see his butt in this show, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Because the first more. time was when he was wearing just the he smock, painting, painting yeah. and he's like, "It's cathartic for me." <laughs> I feel like we saw him when he was servicing one of his many clients oh yeah at you some might point be as right. well yeah that might have happened um but unfortunately sarah is there to break up felix's good time with her bad news about the family being kidnapped but you can't break up felix's good time because he's high <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna have a good time no matter what <laughs> finally sarah's phone rings and paul calls her but daniel's listening paul paul oh paul she says she'll meet paul alone somewhere mm-hmm and then she ditches her pink clone phone because she figures they're tracking it or something. Right. Well, Felix says, you know, they're yeah. probably tracking it if everybody else's is turned off. Mm-hmm. So then she pushes Felix into some dude and then swipes his phone. Yep. And says, get yourself, get your shit together, you silly tit. Who says that? Sarah. Oh, okay. To Felix. Gotcha. 
I just like the you silly tit. Yep. What? Uh, yep. I guess it's better than silly breast. I mean, it rolls off the tongue better the way you did it. Silly boob. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, silly tit. Yeah, silly boob just sounds like she's calling him. I don't know, dumb. Yeah. Something you know that's it's not, not very British. It's not flattering. Yeah, that either. Back at Felix's loft, Big D is there taking Kasima's blood and asks her to come to Dyad for an event so she can negotiate her position with Leaky. Mm-hmm. She tells Kasima she should come to Dyad because she's sick and she can investigate her illness better there and right. do research. Um, but Kasima doesn't want to do that. Yeah, Kasima still doesn't like her connection to Leaky, and she wants to be able to do her own research, and she tells her specifically the blood samples will not be going to Dyad, and they can't know about, they can't know that she knows about the patent. Okay. And she says, this is my decision, it's my biology. It's a good, not according to her patent. <laughs> according to her heart. <laughs> I believe your artificial, or not artificial, your, what did, what did they say it was? Her, uh, her synthetic, that's yeah. what it was, her synthetic gene sequence. Um, we know that it's, it's not hers. It, it, she, she doesn't actually own herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Felix goes to Villet, Villet Visit. Allison. I was trying to say visit Allison and it came out Villas. It's going to come out Villison. <laughs> Felix goes to Villison. <laughs> to tell her all about what's going on. <laughs> he is very high yep. and he just wants a gun for Sarah. What did he say about her thumbs? I don't remember. Something about him being so rolly or yeah. something. <laughs> and she just says, apparently I'm the go-to girl for guns. Yep. And she tells Felix that she's not doing it. She's not drinking anymore. No more little helpers. Mm-hmm. She's doing a musical. Yeah. Um, then Donnie knocks on the craft room door. Uh, she answers, hello, Donnie. <laughs> Thank you she for said- the reenactment. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I can't pass up a hello, Donnie. <laughs> yep, you can't. <laughs> they are the best. And she says she's running lines for the play because I'm not in control of the muse. <laughs> Because it's like 4 a.m. And That's uh, one of my favorite Allison lines. She's like, I'm not in control of the muse. And like most guys you would think, Donnie's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to let you do what yeah. you do. I'm going to let you do you because I don't want to be in this one right yeah. now. So he leaves and then Felix is all giddy. And then she like holds his coat out. She's like, what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like giggling about it. Uh-huh. It's very cute. It is. She says she might be able to help with an unregistered firearm from a guy named Ramon. And, and Felix loves the name Ramon. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, Ramon. You know a guy named Ramon? <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. Or he's so cute. I really enjoy their friendship a lot. Allison and Felix? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very cute. They're two peds in a pod. They are. I uh, said peas in a pod, right? You said peds, I think, but that's, that's fine. That's not right. I don't know what a ped is. I just went with it. Pediatric unit. It's <laughs> what I think of when I hear peds. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, hey, where's my baby? It's in peds. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. I guess if you're, there are two babies in peds. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet babies. Sweet baby angels. They are. Sarah calls Paul. Paul. While he's there with Rachel and Daniel. Mm-hmm. She gives him some instructions, and then he goes to meet her. A guy on a skateboard rolls up to give him a phone, and then Sarah calls him from afar because she doesn't wow. trust shit. A guy on a skateboard rolls up to say, are you... Paul. Paul. And then... Paul. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then says, give me 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> She's got and so many exchange, grifters grifting for yeah, her. In exchange for the $20, he gets the cell phone that yeah. she hands him. Is that the one that she stole from the club? Oh, maybe. I wonder. Yeah, that's a good that's a good thought. I can't remember which one she was holding. Neither can I. Maybe she took Felix's. Maybe. But she also has Beth's phone still, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, she could have given him she Beth's has her, phone. She has Beth's regular phone and the clone phone. Yeah, she, uh, that makes more sense. Give her Beth's phone and call from the number that's unknown. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. 
Paul tells her that Rachel is getting on a private plane with Kira tomorrow morning, but that there's a big event at the Dyad and Rachel will be there, and that Mm -hmm. Daniel is tasked with bringing Sarah back to Dyad. And as Paul says this, Daniel and his crew drive up to get Sarah, but... At the skate park where she was talking to Paul, who was at least, I'd probably say, a half mile, three quarters of a mile away on on the bridge. bridge. Yeah. It looked like... This is really morbid. It's a skate park. No, no, not oh. the skate park part. Oh, okay. It looked like he was on the bridge above the train station. Ooh. Because I Ooh. feel like I saw trains going along yeah. underneath. Like, you know, in a later season where someone is standing on a bridge looking out over the trains. No, I don't. But I'll remember when we get there. Okay. It looked like that spot. Half of my memories are gone about Orphan Black. After Thanos snapped. Oh, right. Okay. I'll remind you when we're done so I don't spoil. (laughs) But season four, episode seven, y'all know what I'm talking about. Somebody does, right, (laughs) Stacy? I'm pretty sure that's where they were. Anyway, just creepy thought. It's a good one. Sad, creepy, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So Daniel finds a girl that looks kind of like Sarah from behind, and it's obviously not Sarah. Sarah, right. and she says, she says, piss off, or she says, Sarah says you can up go. yours. Oh, yeah, Sarah says up yours. Yes, that's what it was. That's what it or was. she says up yours. <laughs> yeah, she says up yours. Yeah, uh-huh. that's what she said. Uh, Sarah gets on a bus, and she asks a little boy if she can use his phone, and he says, can I touch your boob? There and you go. She... <laughs> See, that's proper use yeah. of the word boob. And then she kind of smacks his head and says, cheeky. Mm-hmm. She thought about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and he just was like another opportunity squandered. And I don't have my phone anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, She calls Kasima on this little boy's phone to tell her a very vague plan. But where? Where did she call her at? Because the number was disconnected earlier. Maybe there are. Or did she call her at Felix's? Okay, Felix's landline. (laughs) What's a landline? Probably Felix's cell phone. Because she knew that he was going back to the loft probably after he visited Allison. Oh, that's true. I'm sure okay, that's, that makes I'm sense. I'm sure that's what it was. But yeah, Cosima says Delphine wants her to go to the diet event. And Felix says, I smell lesbians in my bed last night. <laughs> and then Cosima says the worst line humanly possible. This okay. is the, the cringiest thing. I have severe diarrhea. <laughs> no. Oh. She I says. Just, I just... I just crop dusted. No. Oh, okay. What? She says, look, I'm not going to apologize for my heart, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's like, Kasima, you're so much better than that. <laughs> it's just Delphine. Wow. Stephanie passing judgment. She just sounds like such a dork. Stephanie's like, this is the worst thing you could have ever said. <laughs> And this is the sound of a gavel. <laughs> it is very bad, though. Every time I like to say it to Stacy sometimes, just for her to go, no. <laughs> uh, Actually, when I was watching it, I just said, Kasima said the worst line, and she just like went, no, 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 oh, God. <laughs> no, 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 oh, God. She knew exactly what I meant. Uh, <laughs> we might be too obsessed. Anyway. To obsessed. To obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah. Uh, Allison meets with Ramon, who is just a kid that works at the Econo Mart. Yep. (laughs) He opens up his trunk, and we see all the pills and drugs that he supplies her with. All the pills. Like, what are you looking for? She goes, "I don't do that anymore." And then he, it's, it's a tackle box for fishing. Uh So in the top, he has all the little pills, and then he opens up the center section where you would put the bigger things, and in there, he's like, oh, so something natural. (laughs) He's got all sorts of different- So much weed. Herbal options. (laughs) Herbal options. Excuse me. I'm hiccuping. Apologies. It's because of your drinking problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But what she really needs is an unregistered gun, so he gives her a nice ladysmith or lady grip. He tries to give her a six-shooter first. Excuse me. And then she goes, is that a lady grip? Yeah. And he's like, what did he say? I don't He know. said... Uh, Mrs. Hendrix? No. Oh, he said practical. Mm. Practical. 
because you know gun for her lady grip yep. a little bit it was a glock as well right or a glock sure. looking gun i don't know but yeah she gets the gun and she says so how's your mother where are those uh where's the little guns that you have as props i'd like to hold one up over the window here nope <laughs> It looked like that, though. That's what it looked like. They do look like that. It was a uh, Black Widow special. Mm Mm-hmm. Back at the loft, Kasimia. Kasimia? Kasimia? Who's this? Okay, guys, it's like 940. That's why I'm like even worse than usual. It's 941, actually. Oh, God. Even worse. (laughs) Oh, Suki, you look like a fetus. (laughs) Great. She's like curled like she's in the womb. (laughs) She's like, I want to have birth again. I want to get birthed again. It's Instagram time, Suki. I just say, want to take a picture of her. She's say, so cute. Yeah. Oh, look at oh, that. She knows. She looks at me. She knows it's coming. She's a good cat. Hi. Cats of Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. She no longer looks like a fetus. Okay. So, Cosima. <laughs> It's because I wrote, I was going to say Cosima video and that Cosimio, that's what was happening in my mouth. I'm just explaining my weirdness. The end of the day, you just start (laughs) making single long words. Cosima video chats with Scott and says (laughs) a subject is showing fresh symptoms. So she wants him to look into it. I'd like to introduce <laughs> our special guest, Hulk Daughter. <laughs> How are you, she Hulk She sent him fresh blood samples. <laughs> <laughs> At Dyad, <laughs> Leaky want Big D to come to office. <laughs> He oh, tells geez. Delphine that he wants Cosima there full time starting tonight. Thanks for visiting Hulk Daughter. <laughs> She's we'll gone miss now. you. <laughs> she might come back. She she got distracted by some shiny thing. <laughs> Delphine <laughs> tells Leaky that Cosima is showing the same respiratory symptoms as the other ones and gives her Cosima's blood sample, which it was Sima not supposed to go to Dyad. Told her not to do because she's a lying ass bitch. <laughs> How did Kasima miss that? I mean, she obviously took three vials and only had two to send to James. What's his name? Scott. Scott. <laughs> I was like, who's James? <laughs> and- <laughs> what was Allison's kid's name? <laughs> Jimbo. Jimbo. <laughs> That's what James is. The Jimbo's full name is James. <laughs> Jimbo is short for James. Oh, uh, yeah, that's good. Her biology, her decision, Brad. It is. And Delphine lied again. What a doofus. <laughs> yep. Uh, Allison is at rehearsal for her musical called Blood Ties. Uh, they're in their little circle talking about how Loonsy. Loonsy? <laughs> I'm going to come later every time. This is gold. <laughs> Losing Ainsley. See, I did it again. I combined two words. <laughs> How Lainsley. Loonsley. Loonsley. How Loonsley was terrible, but the show must go on. Uh, and fortunately for Allison, she gets her lead role. Yes. Well, after being upset that she was going to lose her role. Mm-hmm. But. She gets the lead. Yep, and it's because she and Ainsley were such good friends. Yep, because she ran the lines with her. Yep. Over and over again. Which makes her qualified. Yep. And then the director says, let's start at the point where everyone helps Sheila clean up after the unfortunate death. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is the wrong Uh, play for Allison to be involved in. It might be, yeah. Just a little, might be a little bit Mm -hmm. triggering. Yeah. You might think. And we will wipe, wipe, wipe away the something. Blood. The blood. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember all the words. Is this a real play? Uh, I have a note about that later. Cool. And I cannot control my asthma. 
something. Yes. I don't remember yeah. all the words. I was singing along last night when I watched it, but I cannot. But you have to be in the moment. I have to be in the moment. Okay. Nobody wants to hear me sing anyway, so. They just did though. <sighs> you can you can cut it out. <laughs> you won't, but you could. I won't. You won't, but you could. <laughs> I could, but I won't. Uh, Arch. You know what? I'll cut it out just for you. Thanks. No, you won't. <laughs> Art shows up to see Allison singing and performing, and then he gets back in the car with DeAngelis and says, she's in a musical. <laughs> and they're like, cats? <laughs> not cats. Not cats. Yeah, which Felix had said earlier. Yeah, he was like, cats. oh, God, hopefully not cats. Yeah. <laughs> they must not like cats on this show. <laughs> I feel like I don't like cats either. Is it because there's just... It's I've actually never seen it. Neither have I. My only experience with it is the reenactment from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh-huh. I don't know how accurate it is, because <laughs> that is a comedy. I'm just gonna, I'm taking that as face value of what Cats is. Okay. Because I've never seen Cats, so I'll have to change that in my life, <laughs> just so I know, so I can be in on all the jokes. Yeah. They see Sarah approaching because they were gonna, you know, she's gonna get the gun from Allison. Mm-hmm. They get her just as Allison is coming out with the gun all nicely wrapped up like a little baby. Yep. Swaddled. Yep. Swaddled guns. The best way to store it. <laughs> she tells Art that some guy shot a diner owner in front of her. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that must be the blah, blah, blah we heard about. Uh-huh. And then they throw her in the car to go check her story out. Right. After cuffing her. Mm-hmm. Pole. Pole. Is following after Rachel like a good little puppy. <laughs> I mean, he, he's being a good little puppy. Mm-hmm. And she is intrigued by him because he's the only one who knows how Sarah ticks. And she tells him, they're going to, they're going to Taiwan, pack a bag, we leave Tuesday. And then Leaky says, good luck, Paul. Which, <laughs> this is really stupid, but Stacy and I say good luck, Paul, to each other all the time. <laughs> And I like, I always never remember when it comes up in the show, so it always surprises me. Right. And I had to pause because I laughed really hard after <laughs> he said it. Like, um, if you're, if we're going to go do something, like, you know, an interview or something, you guys saying, just, good luck, Paul. You just get your freaky leaky on. <laughs> it's just, I'm sorry, sneaky leaky. Sneaky leaky. Although he was being freaky leaky right there. Am I right or am I right? Or am I right? No. I come on. He was probably, he knows how she is. What? Oh, I get it. Yeah. Ew. No. <laughs> Ew, no. No. Don't taint my pole. Yeah. Don't take my pole. Rachel fixes Leaky's tie and he's like, did you seriously kidnap Sarah's people? Mm-hmm. She kind of takes a breath and says, the less you know about it, the better. Ooh. Art, Sarah, and D'Angelis. No, it's not. It is an avoidingness answer. <laughs> <laughs> it is a non-answer. It is absolutely. She gave him zero information with yeah. that answer. They get to the diner, and Angie goes in to check it out. Sarah tells Art that they, the dyad, have her daughter, but he still wants her to tell her every, tell him everything. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want him to get involved because it's, you know, safer for him that way, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So it's like kind of same story over and over again. Yep. Boy meets girl. Boy falls in love with girl. Girl rejects boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, got, they have no evidence that Sarah did the shooting, so they let her go. Oh, that's what you meant. Okay. Cosima says she can go into Dyad and like demand they let them go. <laughs> so solid plan. Yep, yep. Just do it. Ramon arrives at the loft with a delivery from Mrs. Hendricks and he sees Cosima and Sarah inside. Cosima mm-hmm. gives him a little wave as he's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is the first person that's just like seen all of them with no preamble at all. And they're just. They just like let him go on with his life. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's we've gone past trying to hide it, mm-hmm. and now it's now it's all about uh, you know getting Kira back. Yeah, and Mrs. Aston. Let's not forget about her. Yes, of course. Inside the flower pot is a gun as well as a cute little card. Uh huh. And Allison says, "Are you making fun of me? I made that." <laughs> 
Allison has to do everything. <laughs> She's very extra. 50 times better than anybody else would have. Like he could have just shown up with a gun case. Mm-hmm. No, it, it comes in a very nice potted plant. That she probably put together. Designed herself, yeah. right, with a handmade card. Made the beautiful card. Yep. She tells Sarah that normally I'd say don't do anything rash, but rash seems to be a genetic trait, so go get Kira. Yep. And Cosima says right now is the time to resist our predisposition to impulsive behavior. Uh, sure, but, now she wants to do this stuff. Yeah. Not when Big D's involved, though. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sarah concocts a plan. They got to get Daniel away from Rachel so she can get close to Rachel. Right. So Sarah calls Paul. Yep. And Daniel takes the phone away from him. He agrees to meet her at 9 p.m. and that she'll be driving a red minivan. Sorry, I forgot what I was doing. Yes, that's, that is what she says. Uh, and she says, Alice is not going to like it. Yeah, I wouldn't like it either. So this is like the prank you would pull on me. <laughs> yeah, probably. And so that night, Allison gets out of her red minivan and a bunch mm-hmm. of guys attack her. Yep. Well, abduct her. She, yeah. She, well, first she fights back. Yeah, they're, she, attacking, they're attacking her and she is fighting back and then Pepper you know sprays that, them. You know that scene in, in this movie called uh, Pitch Perfect when the lady gives <laughs> uh, uh, the girl her rape whistle and then she puts it in her mouth and she goes, hmm. Well, Rachel, or not Rachel, sorry. Allison. Allison has a rape whistle and is blowing it as they're trying to take her. It was kind of funny. And then what happens? Oh, sorry. Nick went, yeah, 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 me in all caps. And I was like, what is happening? What is the good news? You want to know what the good news sure, is? Sure, hit me. They're making a Nebula hot toy action figure. Nice. Which is his lifeblood. Anyway. Because of Doctor Who, as we all know. <laughs> Sure. Because she's pond, Amy pond. Uh-huh. So she fights back, pepper sprays them, blows her rape whistle until they force her into a car. Did you write wh- rape whistle or did I give you that idea? I wrote blows her whistle. Okay. And then she sees Daniel. Yeah. She's like, this is unacceptable. I need to talk to Dr. Leakey. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oops. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. This will never happen again. Yeah. And he's like, damn it, Sarah tricked him. (laughs) Little Shiza. Hey, Paul tried to warn her. I'm sorry. Paul tried to warn her her that she was uh, smarter than they thought. Mm Mm-hmm. Is true. Uh, At the diet event, you can see a guy taking a picture of Leaky with another guy. Uh Uh-huh. Those are the creators, John and Graham. Oh. Fun, fun fact. That's a great fact. I love it. And then we see Cosima come into the party. But she pushes her glasses down a little bit and looks over the rim of them and says, Well, she's farsighted, obviously. Shite. Oh. Because of Sarah. Yeah. And her hair isn't in dreads. It's just kind of twisted in the back and greasy. Let the record show that as Stephanie was explaining <laughs> the emotion that was happening, since she does wear the glasses the that exact Cassima same wears, ones because I'm she extra. did pull down her glasses and look over them. And reenact the whole situation. The only difference was there's a microphone in front of her and she does not have dreadlocks currently in her hair. Neither does Sarah. No, but she looks the partish. And I don't have a big red coat on either. Nope. But you just keep pulling those glasses. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm done. (laughs) Sarah spots Paul leading some people away and goes to find him, but then she is intercepted by Delphine, who gives her a big old smooch. Mm-hmm. And she's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now Delphine knows. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, think she, that's, I think she did know from that. Uh, she waves over Leaky, and Sarah's like, no, 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 please, no. Don't no, want to no, talk no. to him. Please, no, no. Please, no. Please, no. And then Leaky tries to talk to her about working there, and Sarah's like, fine, if I'm going to work here, I want my own lab. Sarah is like, so giving. She, yeah. She makes Donnie know that Allison is the rock of the family. She gets family. everybody's shit done yeah, for them. she gets stuff for all of them. <laughs> it's really, yeah, she's very helpful. She is. It's great. People give her a lot of shit, but she got the clones a lot of stuff she did. in their lives. All while clones playing. Uh-huh. Uh, she does it again for Allison a few times, I feel like. <laughs> yep. Oh, and Allison got it for her with 
when she was Sarah for Kira. Oh, that's right. She got yeah. the home she visits. She got the home visits. Yeah. yeah. And the more time. Yeah. yeah. Look at these people hold, looking oh, out for each they other's back. Oh, love each back. other. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> so beautiful. You know, anyway. can, I, can I tell you something? Yeah. It's so beautiful when they do that. It's so beautiful. Suki, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're so cute. They're rolling around on our back now. Yep. With their legs out. Yep. Hi. She's just. We're looking at you. Yes. <laughs> anyway. She's enjoying this. <laughs> uh, she hugs Dr. Leakey and says, thank you, Dr. Leakey. She like slips her accent in a little bit. Did you notice yeah, that? I did. Yes. And she's swiping his key card at the same time. Right. He leaves and Delphine is like, you're Sarah. Yep. She says, and so Sarah's like confronting her like, what do you know? Where are my kids? Or where's my kid? And where's Mrs. S? Blah, blah, blah. Where's Rachel? And she's like, I've never even seen Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> she must oh. not be very high up on the totem. Oh, you have. <laughs> this is true. Right true. here. <laughs> true. Good point. She says, there's a lot. She has no idea what's really going on, but there's a lot going on. So Rachel's probably using Dr. Leakey's office. And so Sarah heads over there. Gotcha. Which is where. <laughs> Things are going. Which is on. where Paul went. Yeah, that's a that's uh. So he looks very dramatic. He does. Let's see if I can. Snip. No. Oh, God, it's like she, she knew knows. it. She knew it. Just moment lost for all eternity. It was gonna be on Twitter. I mean, she's still cute. You can still take a picture of her. No, Suki. but the other look was much better. The other look was better. God, Suki, why are you gonna, so I'm terrible? Leave, oh, I can't leave my phone on because then it makes noises. Okay. <laughs> So Sarah goes down where Paul went and Paul. sorry, Paul. And as Leaky gives a speech in the background about I don't know, bullshit I wasn't listening. Company corporation. It was about technology, the future, blah blah blah, bioweapons. Probably not bioweapons. Biotechnology. Taking control of our evolution. You know. Yeah. The evolution, neolution. The neolution stuff, yeah. Uh we see Rachel meeting with I assume her investors, Korean investors. Mm -hmm. She says the recent Supreme Court decision. I can't, I was like, no, I started to do a racial voice, and I was like, nope. <laughs> 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 the recent Supreme Court decision characterizing the le the legal status <laughs> of <laughs> natural versus synthetic DNA was a successful result of our lobbying strategies. We are proceeding with the next tranche of patent claims. The next what? Trench. Okay. Paul leads the men out, and then Rachel is alone. Bum, 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 Sarah bum, sheds bum. her coat and her glasses, and as someone who wears glasses, I want to know where she put them, and are they safe? <laughs> Those are Cosima's real glasses. <laughs> like, be careful with them. <laughs> it's on the stool right there's a glass table right, right. outside his office okay. that you can right. take off your protective eyewear okay. and leave it outside his office all right you know as you do in scientific places you have a place for your protective eyewear and she plugs. goes into the office mm -hmm. and rachel says good you made it rachel comes clean with sarah that she found the house overturned and that they never actually took kira and mrs s she just lied to get her to Daya to see her. Cheeky. It is cheeky. And Sarah's, but Sarah's still pissed. Because right. she still wants, her family's still missing and now her one lead is Gone. dissolved. Yeah. Yep. Um, and she's still mad about just the clone shit in general. So She should be. She says, you're not going to shoot me, Sarah. And then Sarah shoots the plant behind her and Rachel is literally shook. Yeah. She's like, oh, God. She may have pooped a little in her pants. No, Rachel doesn't poop. She's too dignified. She may have rainbowed a little in her pants. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she tells Sarah that there are other forces vying for our fates. We'll get Kira back together. And then Sarah smacks her upside the head with her gun and knocks her to the ground. And then Sarah straddles her, holding her gun at her temple and says, you don't own us. Right. And then Paul comes in and pulls a gun on Sarah now. And Rachel is very pleased with this development. She looks very smug about it. Mm -hmm. And so Sarah smacks her one more time and knocks her out. 
And then she gets off of uh, Rachel, and then she Paul takes and, aim at Paul. Paul and Sarah aiming their guns at each other. And finally, she lowers it, and he tries to take it from her, but she elbows him, re- elbows him real hard in the face. Yep. And he goes in the face. <laughs> and she's. <laughs> I, this is one of my favorite interactions <laughs> because he's like so offended. <laughs> right. And she's. That she would damage his beautiful face that she likes so much. Right. And she kind of smirks and is like, sorry. <laughs> and then he lets her go. Yep. I'll come up with something, he says. Yeah. It's like weirdly cute. I don't know. <laughs> All those movies where they're like, uh, "Can't you just like craze me?" No, because then they'll know that you gave up too easy. It's gotta, it's gotta look real, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna shoot you in the leg. You'll be fine. Don't worry. But you know, we don't want to make it look like you just gave in. That's from Serenity, actually. That whole right. thing. That's from Serenity. I remember that. Sarah shows up at Art's apartment, and he says, "Geez, you're like a bad smell." She won't go away. But a bad smell can go away. Well, she can apparently. It'd be like a bad penny. Yeah. Maybe well, he don't says have, bad smell. Maybe they don't. Maybe ha- maybe, maybe that's bad. yeah. Maybe that's the Canada version of a bad penny. Uh-huh. He lets her in and pours her some whiskey. He mm-hmm. wants. He again wants to know what's going on. And what's that on his counter? Oh, files of Maggie Chen. Yeah. I was like, is this a quiz? <laughs> I was like, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> She says that Daya didn't take Kira, and he says he knows, which is how he knows that she's telling the truth, I think. Huh. It was like a test a little how bit. Does, how does he know? Because he says that the cowboy who took the shotgun blast was a religious extremist like Maggie Chen. He was a Prolethean, which is Helena's people. Uh, and he thinks they took them then. Yes. Okay. But he really doesn't know. He just has a theory. Right. He just has a theory because Helena was at the house and she escaped and ran away and then they fought, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever. Right. Who knows what happened in the interim yeah. of her escape. She could have given them the address. They could have taken yeah. them. They could have. All that jazz. They could have been following her the whole time. Right. Sarah gives him one last chance to get out of this. And she says, you sure you want to know what this is all about? And he says, I guess we'll find out. And then screechy screech music. My favorite character. I love Helena. Helena is walking through the hospital covered in duct tape and blood. Yep. <laughs> Leaving a trail. Leaving a trail as she stumbles down the hall and she says, Excuse me, my sister shot me. And then she falls to the ground. And the cowboy that chased Sarah appears and watches the doctors help her. And we get a zoom in on his belt, which shows that he is like a fish. He's a fish person, too. He's a fish person? A prolethean. Doesn't like beef or yep. lamb or, right. or pork. Uh-huh. Just, just fish. He's a fish person. He's one of those fish people. And then we see Kira, it finally. Lent? Maybe it's Lent and it's Friday, so he just can't have... Right, I'm almost done. I have one line left. <laughs> <laughs> we see Kira sitting on a bed. With what appears to be a creepy old man in a hotel room who brushes her hair and then takes a photo of her. Right. Yikes. Rut row. Rut row. <laughs> Shaggy. And that's how it ends. Hooray. So you said you had. Um, I have some a lot of fun facts. Facts of fun. Which are taken from The Hive, which is the BBC blog, which you can just look at them yourself if you want. But I'm going to read them to you so you don't have to. Very good. She's going she's gonna to take the good ones. She's carefully curated. It's a great selection of fun facts just for you. Yeah. The rainstorm was fake. Oh, really? They had two blocks of special effects rigged rain plus the help of the visual effects team. And ta-da, Sarah's alone stranded and at her wit end, wit's end in a rainstorm. It took two days to shoot the entire diner scenes. Mm-hmm. So wardrobe assistant... Peter Webster had quite the job making sure Tatiana looked drenched on camera. That's was easy. warm between takes. And yeah. Because a little knowledge I know mm-hmm. about filmed rain. So when you're in a rainstorm that's pretty heavy, and you know what that feels like, right? Mm-hmm. And you see that in a film, and you go, I've been in that situation. I am sorry you have not been in that situation. Because in order to film something that you've been in that would look like a torrential downpour, to show up on film is like 
twice that. Right. <laughs> it's like the, the the droplets are huge. It's like you're being bombarded by a pool that opened up over the top of you. Yeah, and you can't see because the rain's in your eyeballs. It's yep. awful. It's fucking terrible. The bathroom and the diner are two different sets. In order to capture Sarah escaping the bathroom, the art department built an entire bathroom set in its studio and a fake wall for the diner's back door. They had to build several, seven different test walls until they could find the, white, the right one that was breakable and also realistic. <laughs> it stumbled out of the gates really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hi, Sookie. Yeah, I agree. Very the, the assless chaps were um, Jordan and John's conception. Jordan is Felix. Felix and John is one of the creators. Okay. Jordan says, I'm very sorry that I made that suggestion to a very eager John Fawcett on a plane to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, wouldn't it be fun to re- resurrect some of the fetishes in gay clubs and just because we can? Yeah, it would be. But was it? It sounds to me like it wasn't so much fun. <laughs> That's all it said. <laughs> uh, Ramon, who is played by Alex Ozerov, brought so much humor to the character. The improv Tatiana and Alex did on set had the whole crew howling. John and Graham wanted a Jesse-like character from Breaking Bad, and when the name Ramon came into play, we all knew this character was going to be hilarious. Nice. The, oh, Ramon. The decos on Ramon's car all done by hand with Sharpie, and the entire car is covered. With decals? Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool yeah i meant to say decals i don't know what i said to be rachel tatiana learned some german what can't what can't tatiana do we've always said that rachel went to some prestigious boarding school across the pond and she most likely knows a handful of languages very yeah she was also speaking korean she was wait no she wasn't no she was speaking they were uh, translating for her but she was speaking german yeah oh but she did ask him if he knew if paul New um, Thai, uh, Mandarin. Mandarin, mm-hmm. yeah. So she knows Mandarin. Uh, they brought in four or five actresses to meet Tatiana to make sure the gag with Daniel in the skate park would work perfectly. Okay. Um, oh, this was just the casting? Yeah, just okay. random thing. Random skaters? The boy on the bus. Uh, Graham and John argued over this character's dialogue for a long time. Ultimately, John's favorite line of the season made it into the show. <laughs> <laughs> Can I touch your boob? All right. <laughs> Way to go, John. Uh-huh. The Dyad building exterior is in Bridgepoint, which is a brand new hospital in downtown Toronto. At the time. Yes. It's five years ago, six years ago. Or no, five years ago. Now it's slightly used. The older <laughs> part of the building is actually an old jail that has been repurposed to house the administrative offices for the hospital. It is perfect because the Dyad Institute has been around for a long time. The first building blocks set in 1918, according leaky but is ever growing and expanding uh-huh the bridge point building marries the old and the new just like the diet institute very nice blood ties the musical <laughs> part of john and graham's vision this season was to have allison in a musical finding the right musical proved difficult luckily assistant mckenzie had just worked on blood ties and brought it to the table it's a real musical I'm uh, assuming about uh, the people that go in after uh, the crime scenes have been investigated to do the cleanup would be my guess. Yeah. Although it was in Greece, when we all heard blood ties for the first time, we knew it was the perfect mirror for Allison's trouble. Murder. Plus it was Murder. campy and catchy. Yep. Other than Sarah Stubbs, the director and Allison, the actors in the musical were cast because they all had been in the show before. In fact, the piano player and the blonde Kelsey... Anika Johnson and Barbara Johnston, respectively, are the creators of the show. They had all just come back from performing Blood Ties at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and had a blast adapting and performing it on Orphan Black. Cool. In the scenes of rehearsals of Allison's play, Tatiana's singing was recorded live for authenticity, even though she was pre-recorded for safety. The ensemble was also live, although the piano was not. In both cases, Tatiana and the ensemble wear earbuds to hear the piano playback. If they show on camera, visual effects paint them out. Exciting. The art department made eight different versions of Allison's card. (laughs) Okay. Tatiana actually signed all eight in Allison's handwriting and wrote different messages to Sarah in each. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) She wrote herself. Uh She wrote wrote her alternate personality's Uh messages. Eventually, John picked the biggest writing so the camera could see it. 
but mm. eventually edited out the insert. Oh man, I was gonna oh, say. I know. I was like, I didn't see what it said. That's horrible. Uh, That's the worst when something like that hits the cutting room floor. The rooftop party could have easily been an indoor lobby party. It was shot in late October and it was supposed to snow. Luckily, the wind died down and it was above freezing, so they went ahead anyway. Okay. Where was the rooftop party? Diane. When oh, that Ricky's was giving okay. the speech and everyone's That was outside. on a rooftop? Yeah. Okay. They were really excited to build art and apartment this season. Seeing into someone's home gives you so much more insight into who they are. For instance, if you look around, you'll see he loves to cook and only with the finest tools. He loves football. He has kids that live with their mother and that he's a working man and that he has a working man's pet, a fish. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Those are the best working man pet. The title, which is... Fuck. <laughs> Really? I thought it had more than one word in it, Stephanie. Uh, I, I mean, I that, that seems pretty ago. short, that, that title. I didn't write it down. <laughs> Nature, okay. The title, Nature Under Constraint and Vexed, is from part three of Plan of the Work, a book from the 1620s by Francis Bacon, first of Viscount St. Alban, who was, among other things, a philosopher and a scientist. <sighs> I'm done talking. And Stephanie is spent. <laughs> a very fun episode. Thanks. I mean, yeah, it was. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't think about this till now. We have to say what the double count is. Yeah, I have it. So let me, let me work I'm it out. For you. I'm going to work it out. So you got Helena. That's one. Sarah's two. Three is Allison. Four is Cosima. Five is Rachel. And six would be... Uh, Sarah clones playing Cosima. Mm-hmm. So six. Correct. I'm good, man. Look at me. Good Just job. A winner. Way to go. You know what else would be way to go? If you followed us on things. If you followed us on Twitter at C Double Pod or sent us an email for a suggestion, idea, comment, story at C Double Podcast. Or sorry. On. <laughs> Let's go. It's 1015 now. Emails. <laughs> Our address is cdoublepodcast at gmail.com. You can always follow Steph on Instagram mm-hmm. that's, at that's Steph plus Verb. <laughs> the old IG. Please rate and review <laughs> us on iTunes so that people can find us. And welcome to our new listener. Hi, new listener. I think there's a couple there's from a couple? C2, C2 also. Oh, sweet. Because we made some friends. You made some friends. You did too. I made some friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I did make some friends. <laughs> oh. It was all a blur. <laughs> <laughs> a good blur. It's the best blur. I mean, I saw Dawn. She is a blur in herself. I just, you know, my whole life was Dawn that night at that moment. Yeah, it's true. Because I miss her. I know. A lot. Same. And until next time. I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barth. Thank you for listening. Did I say? Goodbye. What? Please rate and review us on iTunes. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Maybe you did. I don't remember. Thanks, new listeners and current listeners. And next week? I'm having an NPR voice right now for some reason. It's because it's late. It is late. Go to sleep or wait or go to work, whatever you're doing. Enjoy your bus ride. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. (laughs)